The world oil market is undersupplied. If you look at the data, we are 170 million barrels lower as far as strategic reserves globally. Now, throw in COVID lockdowns, throw in recession, and it's reduced our demand just this calendar year alone by 140 million barrels of oil. So not only are, have we reduced demand because of everything that's going on, but we're also reducing the strategic reserves. It's unbelievable. Now throw in the fact that China lockdowns are coming to an end eventually. We're, we're seeing uh, uh, laxed on the COVID restrictions. You've got the strategic petroleum reserve ending because, I mean, they're pumping a million barrels a day out. Uh, in addition to that, you've got the, uh, the conversion from natural gas over to oil because Europe doesn't have enough natural gas. And so what are they doing? They're going from natural gas to, to burning oil to heat their homes. Uh, in addition to that, we've got the EU oil embargo that's about to kick in sometime December, December 5th. Now, here's the deal. If it's an undersupply market, we lose the SPR and COVID restrictions starts to, uh, to, to lax even more uh, uh, along with uh, the, listen, seasonally speaking, we're going to see a higher demand for oil. That's just the way it is. We're, we're at the holidays. People travel much more. They fly more. They're driving home more. There's just, and, and people are spending more money. People are going out to eat more. People need more food. They're preparing for Thanksgiving. They're, they're preparing for the holidays. So those semi trucks need to run even more. We're going to burn more gasoline during the holidays. And so the demand for oil is only going to increase. Where's this oil coming from? I mean, what was what, what was the administration in place? And I'm not going to mention his name because I'm tired of my, my, my YouTube videos getting kicked. But what was he thinking by using a strategic petroleum reserve that's only used for emergencies just to lower gas prices? This is 100% political. I mean, the, 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 the Saudis are taking jabs at Joe uh, because they're laughing at him. Who, who uses emergency reserves? In the event there's an oil embargo, we get cut off from oil and we don't have enough oil, we'd start tapping the strategic petroleum reserve in an emergency. I mean, you use those SPR reserves to keep your military going. I mean, without oil, you cannot go to war. I mean, if World War III kicked off, the first thing they're going to do is what? cut us off from oil. And if our SBR reserves are depleted, we're not going to use a wind turbine to cause a massive jet to fly across to wherever, Russia or the Middle East to defend us. It ain't happening, guys. Look, it was the dumbest thing in the world to politically, for po political points, to pump oil from an SPR just to lower gas prices is the, the most ignorant thing you could ever do. And I mean, if you had plans to replenish it, I mean, just saying, hey, you know, when oil goes back down to $65, $70 a barrel, which they're well over 90, we're going to buy more. Well, where's that oil going to come from? The markets are undersupplied. Where are we going to get more oil from? Oh, well, we could just produce even more shell. Listen, we didn't start producing shell in, until the early 2000s. Before 2000, all the way to the 1920s, we were energizing the world with crude 
oil from conventional zones. Shale oil is brand new. It's a brand new way of extracting oil. And the only reason why we started tapping into shale reserves is because we ran out of conventional reserves. There's just not enough locations to develop. Now, there are small pockets where you could find some conventional oil. But we're only talking about several hundred to a thousand barrels of oil a day uh, on a lease versus thousands and thousands from one well in a shell well. But the thing is, a shell well, it's, it's, it's very expensive. It's the most expensive barrel of oil to produce and they deplete very quickly. All the oil that we've been under, under George W. Bush, under Bill Clinton, under uh, uh, the first part of Obama, most of that oil was from conventional oil. It wasn't until 2012 and later, okay? Now, keep in mind, only about 10 to 15 million barrels a day worldwide comes from shale. Everything else is done by conventional. That's why Saudi Arabia has been pumping oil for the last 60 years and Putin himself. But the thing is, their oil fields are getting older. They're not increasing their output. Look, there's not enough oil out there, guys. It's an undersupplied market. OPEC has been warning the world for years, hey, listen, we need to invest in tomorrow's energy demand. But they're laughing all the way to the bank. They're laughing all the way to the bank as they get richer. Now, here's the deal. This this EU oil embargo, and also the fact that they're going to put a price cap on Russian oil. So there's two major things coming against Putin. Okay. Now here's Putin's plan. And this, I see the writing on the wall. Okay. Now, how, how can they put a price cap on Putin's oil? Well, this is how they do it. The, 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 the shipping, the shipping has the ability to control what oil prices are by when they when they take a, a barrel of oil, put it on the ship, and they take it to the destination, they have to document everything. They have to know how much is being sold for and so, and, and so on and so forth. Well, Putin has the ability to ship about 80% of their oil with their own shipping. Okay. So that means that 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 means there's two million barrels of oil a day that can be sanctioned or that can be price capped. Okay. So we're probably going to lose those 2 million barrels of oil. Okay. We're going to lose a million barrels of oil from the SPR. We're going to see a demand increase of anywhere from one to upwards of 3 million barrels of, of oil. We're talking about a 5 million barrel a day difference. Add in the fact that the EU has lost natural gas from, from Russia and they're they're increasing their oil uh, usage quite simply to, due to the conversion. Look, and then let's throw in the fact that the rhetoric b- between Ukraine, Russia, Iran, and America is only making things even worse. I mean, look, one bomb dropped in Ukraine, oil prices went up substantially, okay? And here's the deal. Putin's in a desperate situation. It looks like he's losing the war. Now he's got Iran partnering with him dropping bombs in Ukraine using drones. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and so based on the research I've done, the reason why Iran is doing this is quite simply, they want to see their technology in action. I mean, yeah, they're making money from Putin. I'm sure there's some, some benefits, mutual benefits that are probably going to happen in Syria and probably going to happen in Yemen. Okay. Now, Russia and Saudi Arabia, uh, forgive me, Russia and Iran are becoming very close knit. They've partnered together. Man, they're they 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 are running the Middle East, guys. And 
Putin is getting even more desperate. He's making threats. Uh, he's going to retaliate if Ukraine uses a dirty bomb. Now, a dirty bomb is simply uh, radioactive bombs that could cause radioactive activity. And it's, you know, a bomb just explodes and it just devastates and destroys whatever is there. But a radi radioactive bomb uh, could cause havoc for uh, years to come. Okay. And so Putin is making threats that, hey, if they use a dirty bomb, we're going to retaliate and do the same thing, okay? Now, typically, this is the plan by the Kremlin. Uh, they make the claim that Ukraine is gonna use a dirty bomb, but typically, Kremlin is creating a pretext uh, by uh, forewarning Ukraine is about to do something when Kremlin is gonna do it themselves, okay? And look, that, that's what Washington is saying, but here's the thing, we do it all the time. I mean, we did that before we went into uh, uh, Iraq, Baghdad, and, and, and uh Yemen and in different countries. Okay. And so I'm going to go over a few things here. Uh, uh, some news here. Uh, oil stocks are increasingly disconnected from prices, which is why I don't like oil stocks, because here's the deal. Most of the oil stocks are attached to shale. Okay. Shale is not a great reflection of the oil and gas world because it was our last desperate way to find more energy and the banks just went crazy and just flooded it with money, just like they did in 2008 with the housing market, causing the shale bubble. It caused an oil glut, oil prices crashed. And in addition to the fact that oil price prices crashed, because the world thought we had enough oil, but we didn't, we didn't have enough oil, but the world thought we did. It caused oil prices to crash. And on top of that shale, it, it doesn't last very long. It's a flash in the pan. You might get back 85% of your money over time. And so right now, all the ma major uh, uh, shale companies are just taking their ducks that drilled uncompleted wells. They drilled a lot. They, they got so much money in, from 2012 to 2019 that they drilled a bunch of wells that they never got around to completing. And then COVID came in and it caused them to shut down their efforts. And so they, uh, there was hundreds of uncompleted wells. So a lot of the only reason why we're pumping a, about 11 million barrels a day in, in the US is because the way the reason why we can maintain those numbers and they're not lower is because we're bringing a bunch of drilled wells that are uncompleted online but that is a false reality of what is really going on now here's the here's the thing shell under the bush administration we we're pumping out about five million barrels a day of conventional oil that's what powered the world for hundreds of years shell is brand new we didn't know enough about this fracking technology to know what to expect from it it was a great explosion it, it was very exciting when it lasted but it's listen it's not going to last and so here's the deal if we were not drilling any brand new wells if we didn't have any ducks to put online um, we would lose in one year about 3 million barrels of oil. I was just on the phone with a gentleman today that called me. He said, hey, man, I love your channel. I'm, uh, I'm a pumper gauger on big, uh, massive shell wells for, for Pioneer. And the well in 12 months has uh, dropped 50%. Okay, so let's say the shale oil and gas world, let's say you're, they're, they're pumping out 6 million barrels of oil a day. They didn't drill a brand new well and there was no more ducks to bring online, that would reduce down to 3 million. So that means we need to drill enough wells to add an additional 3 million barrels of oil a day just to maintain current output. You, do you see what I'm saying? Okay, and so the energy oil stocks, it, they just don't make any sense to me because it's attached to shell. I mean, I, I don't want to get involved with something like that. Okay. I'm in the conventional business, guys. Um, 
there's a survey, 57% of US voters support SPR releases to lower gasoline prices. This is a problem with America. Listen, America, you do not understand the, the, the short gain of benefits of lowering gasoline prices from an oil reserve that it's only for emergencies that we will never be able to replenish. I mean, it's really funny. The only way to fix that problem is to drill more oil, but he's using, he's using an SPR that that oil was put in there because of red blooded Americans drilling for oil. And he's using, I mean, it's, that's the blood of America that he's releasing. It's just unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's, he's using that to, to win an election. All right. Uh, U.S. accelerates three-tier plan to reduce oil prices. This is, this is hilarious. Okay. U.S. President Biden has three key strategies in place to lower oil prices. The first and foremost strategy is the implementation of the NOPEC bill. Listen. NOPEC simply is a bill that if passed, they could sue the OPEC plus cartel and they could uh, sanction them. They could end the OPEC plus. Listen, guys, you come against OPEC, they're going to come against you and they're going to cut you off from oil. All that's going to do is send the message that uh, even more that we have absolutely zero respect for you and what you have to offer. And you start disrespecting the very lifeline, the very bloodline that causes the world to turn. They will cut you off in a half second, just like what Putin has done to Europe. If you think oil prices are high now, just wait. The rest of the world will be paying $120 a barrel. America will be paying $200. Um, it, it's just really sad what they're doing. I mean, it's good for it's good for us U.S. Uh, oil developers, but it's bad for most Americans. Uh, the second pillar of the plan is to release more crude from the U.S. SBR. Brilliant. The third element of the plan to bring oil prices down is to be concerted effort to encourage U.S. oil firms, Shell or otherwise, to increase their production. Interesting. So he wants us to increase oil production. All the while, you've got these overreaching regulatory agencies reducing the ability to develop oil and gas fields, reducing the federal oil and gas leases, shutting down the, the strategic petroleum reserves, and all the rhetoric from the left saying how global warming is for real, how they're going to destroy the oil and gas industry, they're going to put them in prison. I mean, listen, who in their right mind would invest in an oil and gas deal when they don't know what to believe? Do I believe the left? Do I believe the right? Do I make up my own mind? And the own mind normally means sit on my hands, okay? I'm not doing anything. I'm not putting my money out in something like that. I mean, you look at the stock market, it's a mess. Why would anybody want to invest in a stock market when they put their money in and, and all of these recession fears and the, uh, the, the rate hikes is causing uh, all of the uh, stocks to, to come down? It just doesn't make any sense. And then there's confusion about Shell. I mean, if, if you're not making any money in the oil and gas industry due to Shell, that doesn't determine the outcome of a conventional well that's been working for 200 years, but they don't know the difference. People are really confused out there. And thanks to the left, thanks to, and thanks to the right too. I mean, they're, they keep saying, Hey, we have enough oil in America to, uh, no, we don't, we don't there. Look, Shell was our last attempt guys. It was a last ditch effort. It, it, it was great while it lasted. We could throw a trillion dollars at it. That trillion dollars, if we drilled all those wells today in, in a year, it'll be half of what it was then before.
before and they'll keep dropping. Okay. So it, look, we, we're in a mess. We created this mess for ourselves. We built a world on energy and now we need to replace that energy with something else because we're running out. But listen, there isn't anything else. It doesn't exist. So, um, Germany is dismantling a wind farm to make way for coal mines. This, when I read this article, it made me laugh. I mean, they're, they're moving the wind turbines to the side to build a coal power plant. That is hilarious. And that should send a message to the world. Listen, you can't replace fossil fuels with green energy. It just doesn't work, guys. And, and, uh, and, and Putin, they made that a rea reality for all of us. BlackRock raises $4.5 for climate fund amid fossil fuel criticism. Look, BlackRock is anti-fossil fuels. And may, maybe not uh, some individuals, but their, their rhetoric is, oh, yeah, you know, we're pro-fossil fuels. We're, we're not just pro-green. Listen, they are controlled, guys. Um, they, they have to be very careful about the things that they say and the things that they do because they, 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 they're on a tight leash, okay? And the internal, uh, uh, the, 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 the powers that be, I mean, this, we're talking about the biggest fund in the world. The powers that be uh, are in control. And the powers that be, if it, it's obvious to me that they don't care where oil prices are going. If it's obvious to me that they don't have a solution to our energy problems because they, they want the left to be in power. But because you, you can't control the media. I mean, Matt, listen, the media, most of the majority of the media agrees with what the left is saying. Most of the media in, 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 in the powers that be agree with the left. That means they're in it together. Okay. I don't, and listen, I don't know. I, I listen, I don't know if there's a deep state or what, and listen, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I look at data. I'm in the oil and gas business. I'm a red blooded American. I've got a wife. I have five kids and, and I love this country. I hate to see what's happening here. And so you look at what's happening. You look at the big, and listen, you, you follow the money. Okay. Now, BlackRock is, is not just a pro American company that's just all about capitalism. They have an agenda and the agenda is whatever the powers that be say it is. And for whatever reason, they're pushing this green technology, reducing uh, the, the understanding of the importance of fossil fuels and not focusing on that. Why are they pushing global warming? I mean, is it to is it to keep Russia and the Middle East under control? Are they realizing that? Because in the past, all we had to do is print money because we're the only country in the world that could just keep printing money and we don't see a massive amount of inflation because our money is being utilized in every country in the world, okay? Except for North Korea and Cuba. Now, so we're the only country that could just print money. We bought as much oil as we wanted from Saudi Arabia. I mean, we were we were raping Saudi Arabia and their oil. We were just printing money and give it to them. And they're giving us barrels of oil. We were a very uh, selfish people because, I mean, we only have 300 million people and we used more oil than any country in the world. I mean, China, we use more oil than China. We, we use more oil than India and they have billions of people. We're very selfish, self-centered people. I'm an American. I could honestly say, you know, in comparison to us, we have much better life. It's because of energy. It's because of free, abundant energy and we could just print money. That's why we have the most powerful military in the world because we just printed money. We just print money. Okay. And so we have the ability to police every single country, but I think they're starting to realize it doesn't matter how much money we print. We can't keep up with these wars 
in Ukraine, in Yemen, in, in all these other countries, we're just looking like these savages, okay? We have done more damage in Yemen uh, than, than, than Putin has ever done, okay? And so here's the deal. They are realizing, and this is just a thought in my mind, I don't know if this is true or not, but they're realizing that if we can control energy, we could put Putin out of business and we could control the Middle East, okay? Well, they're ignorant. Saudi Arabia, OPEC, Putin, they have more understanding of energy than America. And it's it, there are some red-blooded Americans that understand oil, but I don't know what the left is thinking. These guys thought they could just print trillions and trillions of dollars and replace false fuels. I, I really believe that they thought that they they're so arrogant. I mean, if I had if I had the ability to to print $10 trillion, I would probably at some point become disconnected from reality thinking that I am, I could do anything almost like they think they're a God and in their pride, in their ignorance, they detached them, the, the, themselves from wisdom and they just thought they could do anything. And they thought, well, we could print as much money as we want. And I, and there's a lot of mo monetary policies that, that, that have been passed to where they don't even have to publicly announce how much money they're printing anymore. Okay, look into that. I, I don't have any articles to confirm that, but I've read this many times. And so that means they might have printed $100 trillion and we don't even know. And so it's gone on record that they've spent $5 trillion on green energy, only reducing fossil fuel demand by 2%, all the while oil demand has increased. Who's to say that $5 trillion wasn't more like $50 trillion? And who's to say they're like, oh my God, we spent that much money and we didn't even make a dent on fossil fuels. Turns out fossil fuels is the superior energy because you, you, you they're trying to capture a sun and take that energy and put it in a battery and putting that battery in, a, in some form of mechanical device to get it to run. You can't capture the sun without advancing the technology and the batteries are very limited. I mean, it's such a bottleneck guys. We, we, until we find something better than a battery or a solar power panels or a wind turbine, we are screwed. We do not have the technology to replace fossil fuels. It was a miracle that we went underneath the ground and we started finding this crude oil it was a miracle. It was like finding a unicorn. And we built this country on oil and, and coal and fossil fuels. And now the trillionaires, the billionaires are in their pride, think they could replace it and they can't. And now, but we're, they don't care. They could afford to handle this and weather the storm while Americans Single mothers can't afford it. It's it's really sad, okay? Now, I'm on the side of, of being profitable uh, because of what's happening, uh, but it's it's sad for for the, the rest of America, okay? Um, here's uh, Britain's new prime minister to reinstate fracking ban in England. Well, that's a brilliant idea. I mean, you know, the, the world is undersupplied of oil, but let's push our green energy initiative. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, everybody is pushing this thing because they want to stay in power because that's how they got into office. Um, all right, guys. So listen, with everything that's happening out there, 
Um, energy prices are the strongest they've ever been. I'm hearing some really smart analysts saying that, listen, we're going to oil prices are going to be around a uh, uh, hundred something dollars a barrel for the next five to six years. Uh, oil prices have never been so stable. If you watched a, a recent, uh, gosh, what was that video? Anyways, uh, Saudi Arabia, the main Saudi, Saudi guy, not the Saudi prince, but uh, he uh, uh, gone on, went on publicly and he's talking about how, listen, we got it wrong in 2008. 2008, when the we had the financial crisis, oil prices crashed down to 50 something dollars a barrel and then climbed back up. But they said we got it wrong and we learned a lot from that. And so this recent oil cut had to do with that. Okay. Now, I think... You know, listen, Saudi Arabia, they're not going to come out and tell you, yeah, we hate Joe. And listen, that would be a very, that would be a huge mistake to uh, destroy their allies. Okay. And so they're playing it smart. Americans are more boisterous and more likely, you know, we're real big on freedom of speech and we'll say whatever. I mean, that's a country that you you could get beheaded for saying the wrong things. You got to be careful. So they don't just say anything like Americans do, okay? And so, but they, they, they made it very clear, look, it's all economics. And it makes sense because they they made it very clear. They're making us understand, look, we got it wrong in 2008, but we're getting much better at keeping oil prices stable, okay? So they don't want oil prices to to spike to $200 a barrel, but they don't want it to spike down to $30 a barrel like what happened when Russia and Saudi Arabia went toe-to-toe flooding the markets. They want to keep oil prices around $85 to $100 a barrel. Now, they are very good at what they do, and they've gotten even better at it, okay? And so it really doesn't matter what happens uh, in the markets, whether we reduce demand by a million barrels a day because we have more COVID restrictions or we have bigger recession than we, than we thought was going to happen or something happens in China. China drops a bomb wherever. I mean, it, the OPEC plus is going to do whatever they can to uh, keep oil prices stable. Okay. In addition, we've got all of these wild cards in place. Anything could happen at any moment. Putin could could drop a bomb in Ukraine, could drop a bomb on a key oil facility. The Houthi rebels could drop a bomb on, on, on Saudi Arabia. I mean, it would be mutually beneficial between Saudi Arabia and Russia for them to destroy Saudi infrastructure. I mean, it'd be good for Putin because the price of his barrel of oil would go up much, much higher. I mean, the higher oil prices are, the tighter the markets get, it gives... Putin even more influence because the EU, there, there's a lot of uh, frustration between EU members and Germany and, and European countries that are arguing amongst one another. You know what? It's wrong that Putin's dropping bombs. Why are we funding his war efforts in, in Ukraine? All the while, there's, they're saying, screw Ukraine. I am pro. Uh, this is a, a, a sovereignty. This is our country. And our, our people are starving because you guys are not buying energy. Let's buy it from wherever we can go. Let's do what India is doing. Let's do what China is doing screw the rest of the world okay i mean listen they're at war amongst one another and they don't know what to do okay and so the higher oil prices go the tighter the oil markets go the more putin could get away with what he's doing america can't afford to just go to war with 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 putin they can't afford it from a nuclear perspective and also from an energy perspective. We can't afford to go to war with Saudi Arabia. And so, which is more reason to stop dropping bombs in the Middle East. We can't do it anymore. We can't afford it because we went under Bush when we had all those wars, oil demand was 80 something million 
barrel a day demand. Now it's gone up to 100 million barrels a day with nothing in sight reducing oil demand. I mean, we tried the green energy deal. It's not working. We've tried to increase oil output in, in, in the U.S. That's not working. Listen, we're screwed, guys. Uh, that, that's all there, that, there. There's no other way to put this. We don't have any solution. Oil prices are going to stay high. I don't know how much oil we have. Do we have enough that to last for the next 20 to 40 years? I don't know. In the next 20, 40 years, what infrastructure is going to be destroyed? Is, are, is it going to start calming down in the Middle East? So I don't know, guys. What do you think is going to happen? Comment below. Comment in YouTube. And, and I appreciate when you guys comment. Number one, I love to hear from you. I appreciate the encouragement. And also, it helps with the Google uh, algorithm for you guys to comment uh, uh, because they don't like this video. They don't like this channel and they don't want us on here. All right, guys, we'll talk soon. Thanks.